Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome back to another Thriller Bitcoin, ladies and gentlemen. Today I have on a really good friend of mine, John from ZapRite. Hey, Car. What's going on? Thank yeah. you for having me on the, on the pod. It's been like forever. Yeah, I know. I we should had have you, done this way sooner. We had you on Marty's and like that happened like right away. And then we were supposed to record at some point, but yeah. we just never got around to it. And then plus the audio issues here at Pleb Lab have been... We've also had like a whole stream of cool people that you have had the option to have on the podcast. So it's not like you were yeah. short of people and you were like trying to feel like yeah. you've always had a full slot. So it's like, it's been me trying to squeeze in there and like, yeah, saw the, saw the, the, uh, the Bad Slack signal, message yeah. and was like, I'm in, let's do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I really want to, um, I just kind of want to just hang out if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Cause, uh, we can talk about, I'm sure we'll get to Zapray. I'm sure we'll get to Bitcoin or stuff and. Yeah. All yeah. those things. Just yeah. like, how's your, how's your day to day going? Just like, I know for me, just to give you, it's just, it's just too busy, dude, right now in Austin for me. What about you? Too busy is a really good phrase. Um, really? You think so? It, yeah. Well, right now, the way I'm feeling, cause I've literally been feeling that as well. Um, there's just so much going on in my life right now. Um, it feels at times overwhelming, but you know, I'm still at the stage where it's good. Like I'm good. I want to be busy. I like being busy. Like I don't ever sit down and watch TV, do any of that stuff. Like I'm always like working, but it just feels like there's so much going on right now. Trying to do like visa immigration stuff, trying to sell real estate back home in Ireland, trying to deal with like Canadian taxes and get all my stuff like sent down from storage in Canada. And just, it seems like there's a million things trying to raise money for ZapRide, trying to hire staff for ZapRide, trying to work on ZapRide and just build features. Like it's just, it's an endless list, but I'd rather that than, you know, being sitting around twiddling my thumbs. Right. right? Like I know for me too, it, it feels like it's just an entry laundry list that keeps getting added and added and added. And yeah. that's not even the counting. That's just like the, the, account, the stuff that you're accountable for, but that's not even like the stuff that like that you feel like, I mean, I don't know. Like how, how do you manage your schedule as far as like just a long list? Do you just like knock it out one at a time or like, I'm trying to, I'm asking for it's, help is basically like, how do I, yeah. how do I get better at I, doing my thing? I was hoping you could help me. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm honestly like, it's like time management, task management is, is something I'm trying to get better at because man, it's like, like we said, there's just so much to do and I need to get better at, 
prioritizing things and figuring out what is urgent, what needs to be done, what can be pushed back and wait. Um, and a lot of it as well is it kind of ties into, to maybe like ties into the kind of like, you know, designer creative side of us as well. And you'll get this cause like you're the same, but I had this a lot when I was like consulting and freelancing, doing graphic design mm-hmm. is that sometimes you're just, you need to do something, but the creative juices aren't flowing and oh. you're not in the right mindset. Sometimes you can sit down and like, it can just flow out and it can just be amazing. And then other times you're like, I really need to get this done, but my body and my mind is just not lined up today for this to happen. And you're trying to get these ideas out and you're trying to think of concepts and, you know, with ZapRite as well, like it kind of comes in a little bit in ZapRite where I'm just trying to figure out, okay, like I need to add this feature. Do I really need to add this feature? Is it important? Okay. uh, Yes. I've decided it is important, but how do I go about that? And then you realize like, oh no, like I need to architect that a little bit differently because I'm thinking of this other feature that's going to come in a couple of months down the line. And so I need to make sure that the feature I build now is able to be built on top of and I don't have to refactor everything in a couple of months time. So there's just all of these things where these tasks just, they either are bigger than you think they're going to be at the start or your mind is just not in the right place to be able to think through them. And sometimes you have to just go a little further back in your to-do list and pick something that's trivial, but like not important, just so that you feel like you're getting stuff done. And then when you feel in the right mindset, you come back to those like bigger picture important stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for me, I mean, that's, that's, these are good points. And I definitely agree like that you get to a spot and, and the creative juices, I like to call it like orange flow. Like that's what me and, yeah. Marty, that's what me and Marty call it. Uh, Marty yeah. uses flow, but I like, I, I like I like to put orange in front of it because it's yeah. just like a big corner flow. Yeah. But um, I think for me, like my best ideas, this might sound really dumb, but it, they, they come in the shower in the morning. I've, I know I've told you guys this before. Like right it on, literally bro. comes when I'm like taking a shower and then like these brilliant ideas or these creative designs will come to me then. But I also know that like if I'm going through a list very similar to what you got, I just go on top priority first and then I just kind of knock it out by highest priority. But, and then what happens is like more stuff gets added to the highest priority. So I think for me, the hardest part is distinguishing what's high, actually high priority and what can wait till next week. Yeah. That's why a lot around here, blah, 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 I'll literally say, no, that's next week's problem. It's not because I like trying to dismiss people. I'm literally just saying it's because it's on my I'm list. Trying to prioritize, yeah. Prioritize like highest priority. Yeah. But I, I do know what it, it does feel like to get a creative like well and it's empty. And I noticed here recently, me and Super have been going to the church down here from Plub Lab and um, we'll just yeah. be sit, we'll just be praying to then sitting in there taking in all the beauty of the church because it's an old cathedral. Yeah. And I noticed for me when I get in there and kind of just go in this like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, it's like Holy That's Spirit. That's got to drive inspiration though. Yeah. It definitely does. And, and, and like, and they also just like relieve stress too. It's like taking a, uh, it's yeah. like taking a sauna, but with Christ in a, yeah. in a, in a way. Yeah. And I noticed for me, when I come out of there, like some of the best concepts for what I'm doing come out of there. Yeah. So I, I do believe, and this is where I touched on on a previous podcast. I do believe that some of the greatest artists of our time, you know, were one with God. And I think that in order to create like, something that's going to last like generations, or at least that's what you should strive for. If you're an artist, you should strive for like generational mm-hmm. art. 
uh, not just like current zeitgeist, just start for generational art. And if you can do that, I think, um, I think just reaching it, you'll never reach it. Right. But like, if I think attempting to is like the biggest but it's thing what you got to strive for though. You yeah. have to strive for it. I, re- I remember yeah. having this like similar conversation with like my really good friend back in Ireland, like 20 years ago, he was going through like a really rough patch. He'd just come out of school. He didn't know what he was going to do. Like he didn't have any, you know, um, he didn't have any like real hard goals and what he wanted to be. He didn't want to go to college. There was nothing he wanted to go study for and do. And he was just like working as a carpenter. And I sat down and I said, look, you're so much better than this. If, if you want to do carpentry or you're at least you're happy doing it, then strive for the best you can be. And if that means starting your own company, then do that because that's the next level above. You're not just going to sit being a carpenter all the time, which is fine, but if you want to like strive better, aim high, aim for the absolute top. And even if it doesn't happen, the mere fact that you're trying and you're walking that path will get you further along than if you just, you know, stay where you are and accept, you know, accept what's coming for you. So like, yeah, like aiming higher, aiming for generational art, aiming for something that is going to stand the test of time is extremely noble. I mean, look at, you know, all these churches and cathedrals and things that were built hundreds of years ago. I mean, you know, there's, there's stuff that was built a thousand years ago that they started building and like knew that it was going to take four generations to build and they weren't even going to see the final brick being like put on top and, and they still did it. Like that's phenomenal. Like people just don't do that these days. And that's where I think at least like with the team that, uh, that we run inside a plub lab and just to like, like me, Alex and Logan call ourselves styles unlimited because we, we try to shoot for like, you give us something that you say that you need and then we'll try to hit that mark. Maybe we don't yeah. hit it all the time, but like, we're going to give you our very best. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said about like, think like I you, think yeah I think I think what I'm trying to say is I think there's something to be said about like going going down these these roads that might not always lead to the result that you want but I think there's something to be said about just going down the road and then willing to take the journey willing to take the journey to the end of that whatever design or whatever that that piece that you have or whatever you're building and then willing to go back down from that road the other way and then say, okay, cool. This is where the journey was. Let's go back. Uh-huh. And that's why I like about what we do here is like, we're just literally trying to go down as further. And it's okay. Like if we take a left turn and then it doesn't happen, we can always go back and start yeah. again. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with failing. Like I think failing is the best thing that can happen to you. Yeah. Failing forward is, is fine. Right. It's, you know, that's part of life. Um, the journey sometimes is the best part. I mean, I know sometimes we all have tasks to do and we need an end result. We got to show for ourselves if we're the founder or the CEO or if we're working with somebody else, like we have to provide results all the time. So there's always that part of it. But sometimes the journey part is just as important because you learn a hell of a lot, especially when you're doing stuff that you haven't done before. Nobody knows how to walk like all the paths, but sometimes we have to just do it 
and learn. And then we realize halfway down, oh, damn, we're on the wrong path. And then we just have to change course. But we have that knowledge ingrained in us now that like, if I ever want to do this again or do something similar, I know this is not the path I need to go down. So you learn from everything. Every, every step you take, as long as it's a step forward, is a good step. Was that something that you learned like a long time ago before you got into Bitcoin? Or is that something that you just kind of, you picked up along the way? Or is that something that was great ingrained in you? Because I know you're from originally Ireland, right? But like, is that something that you were brought up, you learned or? Well, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. I don't know where I got that from. Um, like I've always been, I've always been this person who wanted to do a little bit more. Like, you know, I, when I, when I left school and left college, I like pretty much immediately started my own company and started freelancing like right, almost right out of the bat, like maybe like 18 months. Um, And then, you know, went traveling as well. I've lived in like different countries, moved to Canada, like packed up everything, moved there, lived there for 12 years, recently packed up, left, came down here. You know, I've always, I've always been that person who has a little bit, of an adventurous streak and wants to, to, to do things <laughs> yeah. like a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, I don't know where that particular side of it came from, but I do know that like my mom is an extremely hard worker. Really? She's just an absolutely amazing woman. Like what, what phenomenal. Did she do? What woman. did she do? Was she just like, what did she, she do? She was just a homemaker. Oh wow. I mean, she had like part-time jobs and stuff, which was the amazing part of it is she would like, you know, get up early do all the laundry, make the breakfast, like start preparing some dinner for the evening, get us all out of bed into school. Then she'd go do a part-time job and make sure she was coming back to collect us from school and get us lunch and do everything and then start the dinner and take in the clothes and do the ironing and get everything ready the night for like the next day. Like just absolute like phenomenal woman. Very good work ethic, very religious. Um, Oh, she was Catholic or Christian? She was was Catholic and like, you know, we all grew up in, in, you know, very Catholic household and yeah, I mean, we can, we can talk about that side of it as well. Cause you know, that, that's a bit that, you know, is kind of coming back into my life now being, you know, surrounded by more Christians and Bitcoiners. Um, but on the work ethic side of it, yeah. Like she, I'm like, I'm very close to my mom. Oh wow. Love her to bits. And just maybe that's where a lot of this, like, hard work comes from. Maybe it's just ingrained in me because I saw my mom doing it like every single day. Gosh, man. Moms um, are great, dude. Yeah. I, I just saw my mom. Phenomenal. Yeah. I saw my mom, John. I don't know if I told you, I saw my mom like two, three weeks ago whenever I went down to Corpus. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to go visit her. She has, she's in a retirement home. She lives good, by the way. Yeah. But like, yeah. my brother lives like right down the street. So it's like, it's, it works out really well for him. But yeah. um, I'm over there visiting with her. She's like busy. She's like, oh, I got, I got to go eat breakfast. I go, go eat lunch. And then yeah. she has friends. She goes, yeah, I'm going to go painting and all this stuff. So she showed me all her paintings and like, she had like boxes of paintings. She's like, nice. I want you to go through there, Carlitos, and like pick a painting that you want. Blah, blah. Has she done this all her life? Like, has she been an artist? So, like- yeah. So the interesting thing was like, she raised me up until I was like 10, 11 years old, just like as a home, home, I guess like home mm-hmm. mom or yeah. whatever you call that. She would yeah. go to PTAs. She would get involved in like the plays that we had there. She would be doing the one that, that draws all the art for the background of the play. Oh, and so nice. I would always yeah. help her 
like paint or whatever I was doing. She'd always take She'd me there along. painting the sets and getting involved. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because my, my grandpa was an artist and, uh, she never, I don't hey, know. Grandpa I don't, too. Like yeah, it goes so right like, through your family. Eh? Yeah, it really does. And yeah, it really awesome. does. And so like, she trained me up to, to, to do this, this, this art. So when I moved away from it and like got married and then like had a regular job, I saw like her face was just kind of like, well, that's good, yeah. mijo. I mean, is that what you, if that's what you want, that's good. But yeah. it was, I could still see like the little, yeah, the pain that must have caused her. Yeah. And then when I told her recently, like, you know, I got divorced and stuff, but like even after that, and I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm doing this Bitcoin thing now and I'm going to be able to like go and create. And my friend Kyle is like, yeah, yeah I'm going to have my own design studio and stuff. And she was like, so you're, you you're, your you're, you're like her eyes were like, she, so yeah. you're going to be doing this all the, I'm like, yeah, mom, that's, that was always a dream. Right. Like Amazing. she was like, yeah. yeah. So like to her, like when I talked to her recently, cause this is when I told her like all the good news, she was like, she's like so proud of me. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. What about you? Yeah. What about you and your family? Do they, do they know like what's going on and how successful you've been so far? Like doing this on your own? Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're aware of what I'm doing. Um, I've been trying to orange build them forever. They get it. Like they understand my passion for Bitcoin. I mean, I've been in, in around Bitcoin, like going almost 10 years at this stage. So it's a long time. So all my friends, my family, everybody back home, like knows that I've been banging this drum. Um, but they're not obviously like as passionate about it as me, but they understand what I'm doing. Um, they know you have your own company and like, yeah. And then, like I said, going back to what I said before, they've known that I've always been an entrepreneur and I've like ran businesses. I've been self-employed. Like I've done, they, they know that I kind of, you know, have that kind of get up and go mentality. So, you know, the fact that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm living in Texas now and I started a new company and I'm doing Bitcoin. Like they're, they're probably just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's John. Like, <laughs> but, but, you know, every day they ask me and like, you know, I, I talk to my, I talk to my parents quite regularly probably not as much as they'd like um but uh you know at least every at least every week like we try right. anyway at least like to to chat um on facetime but like yeah i mean they ask me all the time like how's it going do you get any more funding in your business like how's your visa going like are you set yeah. up have you made friends down there like what's going on like are you out mountain biking are you doing your things yeah like, so you know they 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 get it they know what i'm doing they know i'm trying to settle in and like you know get things done. But, um, yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're definitely supportive. It's always, it's always like my sister's the one that keeps me like surplanted. Like she's like, yeah. she's like, Oh, get over yourself car. Right. Like that's what she literally she's, does. She's all your tentative reality. Yeah, she's just like, <laughs> she's like, no one cares. And like and my brother-in-law, he's even worse. He's like, this lightning doesn't even work. He's like, this doesn't work. What do you, what do you, what is this? Like, I was showing him like, I'm sorry guys, Wallace Satoshi. I was showing him Wallace Satoshi. I'm like, look, look how cool it is. You can send. It's like, why would I ever use this? No. <laughs> My brother-in-law is telling me that. I'm like, no, you don't get it. And he's yeah, like, yeah. so what? I could just do that with my Apple card. He's just, because they yeah, just yeah. see it really, you know, they don't know the, like all the stuff. Yeah, it's, it's hard. When you're not, um, when you're not thinking about the absolute wonder of, Bitcoin, you don't see the absolute wonder of like lightning and anything else that goes on top. You just think like, yeah, I can do that on Apple Pay. Like, why not? You know, um, it's yeah, it's hard. It's hard convincing the normies that like what yeah. we're working on is 
you know, and I say what we're working on, cause like we're, you know, a couple of steps removed from, you know, Bitcoin core developers and stuff like those guys are just yeah, phenomenal. Jesus, like yeah. guys and gals that are working on, on Bitcoin core and lightning like development are just, you know, next level. Um, but yeah, the whole world, like people don't understand it. You know, most people, even if they've heard of Bitcoin or they bought a bit of Bitcoin, it's just a stock, it's just an investment to them, right? It's just a stock. They don't really understand at all what it my is. Sister, so. My sister is like, because uh, my brother-in-law was trying to like dabble in like, like, you know, NFTs and stuff like yeah, during yeah. when the pump was going on. Yeah. And my sister's like, you better not be uh, buying those things. I'm going to call car and he's going to set you straight because <laughs> I'm trying to like get it. him to be like a hardcore Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoiner. Yeah, and uh, so literally like uh, I've, there's been a couple calls where I have had to like talk to him and be like, no, this is why he goes, well, what about this? And I just have to like defend yeah, it, yeah. you know? What about this one? This what one has faster this transactions like, per like, second. But at the end of the day, one? it's just about having more cash, right? They're like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like this is going to secure your wealth for your family, bro. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but like, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how family can really put things like back down to earth for you when you when you're. It also also yeah. does too does two things. It puts you down to earth with your like just ego check, and mm-hmm. then it also does another thing where it's like it lets you know what's wrong with the current space right now as far as like where we should be headed towards, like how to make things simpler and stuff like that. Do you ever take yeah. any advice like that for ZapRite, or have anybody ever like a normie ever came up to you? Because I know Michael and you are like doing a lot of the orange pilling here in Austin when it comes to businesses um, and stuff. So like, has that ever came up or is that something you don't think about? Normies, not so much. I, I've definitely had plebs, just random people that I've met in Austin and, you know, that have arrived in Austin and are Bitcoiners and they're like, oh, you're this upright guy. Yeah, I was using that and that's really cool. And like, you know, they give me feedback and tips and that type of stuff. That's awesome. Uh, when I went to Miami, yeah, I didn't a whole see you bunch of people like who were using ZapRite. And that was just such a surreal experience that, you know, this app that you just built for yourself because you needed it. And all of a sudden you go to like this big Bitcoin conference and you're wearing a ZapRite t-shirt and so many people are coming up going like, oh yeah, I've used your app. It's awesome. Like, and it's just like, wow, it's kind of like a little bit overwhelming, but, but good overwhelming. It's like, it makes you, it makes you think like, oh wow, like I'm, you know, I'm actually, you know, maybe building something that's productive that's helping somebody out like that's pretty cool um i use it all the time man well i've had friends so good i've had friends back in ireland who like you know the odd one or two that i've managed to orange pill and they you know they start asking me like oh what is that right what are you building and so they sign up and they mess about with it and they give me like little feedback and tried to click this button and it didn't do what i wanted it to do and this kind of stuff like so they give me kind of normal normie feedback that way but mo- yeah, most of the feedback is from like plebs and Bitcoiners. And, yeah, because that's obviously really what the, the product is aimed at. Um, yeah. But yeah. I uh, think uh, I think what's interesting, that the things I like about it, and then just so everybody knows, like, you know, John's a really good friend. So it's like, I'm, I'm not just being easy and I'm telling him the truth. Like, it's a really <laughs> you great- You can go hard on me if you need to. <laughs> no, no. I, I think it's a really great product. It, it really is. Like, I use it all the time. Uh, yeah. for clients and uh, it works. Uh, I recently signed up to like build.com recently. So I've been playing with that. Bill? But I, it's, yeah, it's called build. Oh yeah. That's yeah. for running expenses and stuff. A couple of people have mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I want to get something like that. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because I go and look at that interface. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things that it doesn't have is just that elegance that ZapRite has and that fluidity that happens throughout the whole experience. Yeah. And it really, for me, 
it feels like a Bitcoiner, like a Bitcoiner made this. And he yeah. cared a lot about the design. He cared a lot about like the little, you know, mechanisms yeah. as far as like the UI and, and the UX. Like it's just... Uh, yeah, the yeah, design, dude. I spent a lot of time. Yeah, you told me about it. You went down to like the time. pixel, right? And you even made your own font. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was just so passionate about getting it right and getting it right from the start. Um, and I don't know whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. Like a lot of people give me feedback saying it looks amazing. A lot of people, like one of the first things they say is, oh my God, your app's so clean. It looks amazing. I love it. I love it. Which is great. Um, but then again, you see a lot of people who just like build things and throw material UI like framework on them and off they go because it's more about like the functionality and the code. So I don't know whether it was like, maybe I should have spent a little bit less time on the, on the design. No, I don't know. But, I, I, but think, I liked it. I yeah. mean, I probably spent that much time on it because I was actually just learning to code okay. in JavaScript, like learning React. Um, I never did that before. Like literally for Zapra, it was like the first time I ever like coded in, in JavaScript or built anything in React. So it took me quite a while to build components and build things like and flesh it out. So like I had that extra time while I was learning and practicing and trying things out. I had that extra time to like put a little bit of flair on the, on the UI as well. So it kind of, yeah, it kind of worked out. I th I think there's something to be said about spending all that time. Like and this goes back to like how we do things in the lab. It's like, you know, I'll, I most people don't realize this. I think maybe you were there that day, but like me and Alex like stood there and we're working on literally three letters for the Bitcoin block party. Three letters, like right. three letters, literally three letters. We spent like four hours one morning, literally focused on the word sats. Right. S-A-T-S. Or actually four letters. We four, spent yeah, like yeah. four hours working on four letters the entire morning. Just like, and we were, we still weren't happy with it the next day. We still made more changes. Yeah. And yeah. like, did it, did it make a difference to Bitcoin block party? I like to think it did. <laughs> <laughs> like personally, like I yeah. like to think it did. I think, I think the eye knows what the eye knows. And if the eye can sense there is you know, not the same uniformity all around or, or not the same co composition or just yeah. the eye knows what the eye knows. And just like the eye knows beauty when it sees it, right? Like, I think for you being who you are and from your background, what you've told me, it sounds like you weren't happy with it because your eye, it didn't run the, I ran the eye test of John and it was like, yeah, this eye test is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know me, I've like, you're even I've, worse I've, than I've I walked, am. I've walked into Pleb Lab and looked over your shoulder the odd time and said, oh, you need to like yeah. get into Photoshop and fix this little yeah. thing here. And I'm, it's like, right. I'm so embarrassed because <laughs> I'm like, oh snap, John sees something that I missed. Like what's going on? So it's, I know more. So like if I yeah, ever have to I'm, run a check thing, I run it by you because I'm like, there's probably something I missed. Let me see if John can look I'm at it. I'm an absolute perfectionist when it comes to graphic design and art and design. Like it's just, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's how I am. I know there's other designers out there that are kind of more messy and, you know, just kind of like prefer to be a little bit, I don't know, kind of a little, a little bit all over the place and it works because the end result is, is still good. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like, yeah, I'm more meticulous than anything else. It's always yeah. about like, this doesn't look right. This edge doesn't line up with that edge. I'm not happy with that. I'm going to go fix it because, you know, stuff like that, 
if the edge lines up with another edge, if everything, like if there's a kind of grid, like Swiss design structure to it and things line up and everything is kind of balanced, you know, you got like a bit of heavy, if there's a lot of heavy Zapright green in one corner of the screen, I need to balance it out with like some smaller pieces spread out. So like, it's not your eyes and just drawn to this massive clunk of green, right? So there's all these little things that I think about. And the fact that I've spent so long thinking about them means when somebody else logs into Zapright, they don't notice them, right? If two right. things line up, two fields in a form line up, you're not going to notice that. If they don't line up, you'll notice it. Yeah. Right. And that's the They'll difference. Fuck the crap it's out like, of you. And you won't use the app. You you have to fix these yeah. things to the point where people don't notice you've done the work. Exactly. If they don't notice you've done the work, then you've won. Exactly. You know, like they just log in and see, oh, this thing's beautiful. It works right. Okay. And they don't even think like the best kind of the best like the best compliment you can get is like, wow, that looks amazing. Cool. So where's the other thing? It's like, it's like you just delivered what they wanted plus a little bit more. And then they're like, okay, cool. Now where's this? And they're just like, they're waiting in hand for the next thing. Like that's the best compliment you can get. At least for me, I just like, cool. I hit it out of the park because had they been well, like, like ah. as in you mean they think the, what you delivered is so like well done that like they think that's done and on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're dismissing it so fast because it's just the, they, the quick eye that the eyeglass that they see, they see whatever they see. And then they go to the next thing. Like we've been getting so many yeah. compliments about Bitcoin plus plus the logo and stuff like that. And, and for me, like that was a collaborative effort with me and Alex. Like that's really cool. Me yeah. and Alex have like, like, like me and Alex spent a lot of time thinking about this and like we were, we spent like shows, a yeah. weekend, like just thinking about concepts and then we go back and forth via email and I'd say, Hey, what about this design concept? This is what I'm thinking. Uh, very similar to what like, uh, I love that you Storm like, Ferguson did like with Led Zeppelin or not. It wasn't Storm that did Led Zeppelin three, but like it was, uh, it was Jimmy Page's like old art, uh, friend from college yeah. that did Led Zeppelin three. And I remember sending that over to Alex and I was like, Hey Alex, so this is what I'm thinking for Bitcoin plus plus. Let's I recreate, remember. let's yeah. recreate Led Zeppelin three, but for Austin and Bitcoin plus plus, and let's see if we can like hit it out of the park. And so like we went back and forth via email and telegram for like a weekend and finally we were like, cool. And, I, and then shower mode came on. I went to the shower yeah, <laughs> in yeah, the morning yeah. and then all these flood of ideas of like, oh, we could do this. We could do this. So me and Alex went one day, like after lunch and we spent the yeah. whole afternoon, like getting all the graffiti from Austin and like implementing it. Proof of work. Yeah. Proof yeah. of work. But it's, well, I it's, love that because you, yeah. I remember you told me that idea as well that you were thinking about. You're like, hey, John, I had this idea for Bitcoin plus plus. What do you think? And you got me to Google like the Led Zeppelin cover. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's really cool. And then to see the final product, what you've done, especially when you wrote that article as well about that like design engineer in Apple. I can't remember her name now. Um, uh, her, I would have to look it up. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. Susan. Um, Susan, yeah. And you, Susan Page? Susan, no. Yeah, let me look um, real quick while you... But yeah, you, you wrote that article. And I remember thinking like, man, I didn't even like realize like who she was, even though I've been a, like a, a, such a long time Apple user. Um, but to see you research that and like tie that like old computer UI into the Led Zeppelin to provide the overall Bitcoin plus plus like website and stuff like was really cool. Like just to see how your whole thought process went through that uh, and piece it all together, I think was, uh, was really cool. Yeah, her name was Susan Kerr. 
Susan Kara, that was it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. there's a, there's an article on Tilbury Bitcoin, but uh, she talks about like the the Macintosh commercial. She was like friends with um, with Eddie Hertzfield. She went to high school with him, and like, but she's the one who created all the you know uh, all the early the uh, early graphical interfaces. Yeah, she created yeah. the control panel early on for the Macintosh. She created the icon. She did a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and it was interesting. You know where she grabbed her inspiration from? No. Uh, she grabbed her inspiration from comic books. Oh, right on. Yeah. She had a lot, like when I was studying her, like for a couple days, just like looking into her, like understanding, like, cause I, like if I'm, if I'm going to create a design or something, I literally try to get inside, inside the mind of, of the person who created it before me, just so I can understand like what their thought process was. Like if there's information out there so I can understand like, what were they thinking when they were doing it? I need to get in that kind of like an actor would get into the frame of mind of like whatever person Mm -hmm. they're going to act for. I try to do that with like designs where I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go and create this. I'm going to use these three little elements, but I want to get into the mind frame of this. So then I went to go look up Led Zeppelin and I was like, okay, tell me the story behind Led Zeppelin three. I need to understand like where this was coming from. Yeah. And because yeah. I, I want to understand like where the fluidity in the design or whatever, whatever it is that I yeah. see that catches my eye. Like I want to know what that secret sauce is. Yeah. And I think when yeah. you spend that much time in research, um, I think that's when you can create something really cool. And then if you have somebody super talented like Alex helping you. I love like, the way you gosh. do I love the way you do that though, because um like we were just talking about that the other night, like sitting out on my balcony, right? Like we were talking about, you know, we were getting a little bit like Oh, the other night, yeah, I don't yeah, know if you were paying we attention to, to myself and Kyle with the the lunar eclipse. We were talking about all like kind of crazy oh, stuff, yeah. but then we started talking about like design and music. Um, oh man, I've been listening to so much like Greta. Greta. Fleet, like, lately. <laughs> but you've been jamming we, that that album or the first one or which one? The first, second, or third? No, like the, third the one, one. Uh, the one from last year to the twenty twenty one album. What's it called? The Garden. Um, I don't know. I, I just barely, remember. I just, I remember when they came out and they were like on the cover of Rolling Stone and I was like, oh wow, who's this band? And then yeah. heard that first album, but yeah. But yeah, you, we were talking about, um, yeah, we were, we were just talking about that, you know, that phrase about like strong men, weak times, hard times. Yeah, like we all. were. That was a and, heavy uh, conversation. I and then, yeah. And then you started like just writing up a blog post and like putting your thoughts together and started in like researching like the Pink Floyd album, like and tying mm-hmm. everything together. And it's just like, oh man, like it's cool to see how your brain like just goes through all that like process stuff. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. It was yeah. just, uh, yeah, I think it was just started from the dinner in like Fogo de Chao. And then it was just like, we had, we yeah. just mentioned something and all of a sudden it just lit a spark in all of us to have this conversation. We went back to my place and kept talking. And then the inspiration just came from that yeah. like whole conversation just kind of float out. I think, I think that wish you were here thing was something I had been like, usually I've been doing this thing lately. I don't, I don't know how you, how you tweet your tweet, your tweet, your do your Twitter. But for me lately, I just been using it as thoughts. Like, cause yeah. I noticed like on Twitter, no one pays attention to me. Like no one does unless I'm like retweeting Kyle. Yeah, I've, like I've too, too small of a follower. Yeah. I mean, too, to I have make too any small. splash on Twitter. So I, no one, no one pays attention to me. So literally these days I just been using it as like almost like a diary, like, like, like a diary yeah. entries. And I'll literally just like post these ideas. And I wish you were here with something of an idea that I had like for like a month or two where like me and my brother, like um, he's my younger brother, David, and he, um, Mm -hmm. he lives in Seattle in that area. And uh, he's kind of been like distant from the family, like as of past year, two years. Right. And um, every time I think of that song, wish you were here, 
Like I think of my brother David. Reminds you of him, right? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah. if you if like when I listen to those lyrics, I just I hear so much of like me and his relationship. Because uh, like in the early days, we were like roughly the same age. Like he's young, you're younger than me. I'm a year older yeah. than him. He went off to the military, um, like almost immediately out of high school. I went yeah. off and like you know did the art school thing, and then dropped out to go to college, not not to go to college, but to go to start a band and. He just kept pursuing his military career and stuff. And I just, yeah. we, we took two different, entirely different journeys, but we spent the most of our upbringing together for the most part. Yeah. And Interesting, yeah. I remember like growing up with them and like thinking like, man, dude, like I wish I would have, I mean, I, I tell him now, like, dude, I wish I would have treated you better as an older brother. Cause I always didn't want him around when I was young. Yeah. But now yeah. as I'm older, like even in my twenties, like I would always like, Hey, come over, come hang out, come in. Like the way we used to when yeah. you were kids. You just like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. weird how that happens. Like it is. It happens. Like it's hard. I mean, some yeah, I mean, some families, like siblings aren't close at all. Like some families, there's just a lot of craziness that goes on and people end up having fights and dramas, like it's a soap opera on TV all the time. And right. you know, sometimes it's hard to get out of that cycle if you're that type of person and you're constantly doing that. Um, not saying that's what's going on with you and your brother or your family, but no, I know. it's it's hard sometimes as you get older to to keep that family unit together. Especially when yeah. people start traveling away and stuff. Like, right? I mean, yeah. going to Seattle like is a long distance, right? So yeah. it's hard to You still live in San Antonio. And then like yeah. once I got like divorced, um I think it was like maybe two or three months. That 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 was another thing that put us stress in our our marriage. But like, um, yeah, once he moved away, a lot of things happened. And then like now, like everybody's at a good place in my family for the most part. Awesome, yeah. which is great. But um, it was like it wasn't that like that last year because last year was just crazy for me. You know, yeah, the journey yeah. I went on. Um, You've been on an amazing journey. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's phenomenal. I mean, I just want to like let you know that like I'm extremely proud of you. Thanks, Sean. Um, that means a lot, dude. In the short time that I've known you, I mean, I walked in here in October yeah, and you were going through some crazy stuff at that time. I think you were right deep in it. Yeah, I was um, right in the middle of like the destruction of my marriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not and laughing was, because I'm like, I'm laughing because it was so painful. It was like, well, so I'm painful. glad you're able to laugh about it now because it was. I mean, I remember like one of the, one of the first few days or the first week or two, like you were, I remember you like just talking about what was going on. And I was like, man, I've just met this guy and he seems to be going through this monumental like life change. This is like crazy. Um, and it was Sorry taking for bringing it in your life, dude, at that time. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh my God. No, it was, uh, it was just, it was amazing to see how, you turn that around though from, you know, from what would have been, you know, what would have been enough of an experience to like, you know, knock somebody down for quite a while. You seem to, you seem to like somehow find the strength to get up out of it. And I know like your faith has a lot to do with that. Yeah, it was Um, was a lot of that too. But you've just been on this amazing journey from, from coming from that in October when I know, knew you, first to coming out the other side of that seemingly like a much better person 
much happier, much more grounded. Um, you know, you're going to the gym all the time. Like you quit drinking, like just everything that you've gone through, like you've literally just been on this like amazing trajectory ever since that. And I don't know if that was just like the catalyst where you were like, all right, screw this. I'm taking back control of my life. And you, you, you figured like, okay, this is a bad point, but it's only up from here. And you didn't let it keep you down. Um, and that's inspirational. Like it's, uh, yeah. it's hard because modern life, I mean, we were talking about it earlier. There's always a million and one things to do. Everybody feels stressed all the time. It's like, go, go, go. And sometimes it's really easy to let huge life events like that just completely cripple you for like months or years. Like sometimes that can happen and it can ruin people's lives. But you just managed to turn that around so quickly and come out like the other side with like such an amazing like vision. It just, it was inspirational. Yeah. I just wanted to say that because. Thanks, John. That means uh, a lot. Yeah. The difference in you now to six months ago and seven months ago when we first met is, is like chalk and cheese. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. I think, I think for me going through it, I, I definitely know like putting myself into work and focusing on that while that was going on was like the best thing I could have done because yeah. If it if I if I would have been to myself, there's no no telling like how everything would have turned out differently. I think everything happened like that was right around the same time like I got hired on with Marty and stuff and even Marty yeah. was like, I'm like, oh man, I'm bringing this baggage to his, <laughs> literally to his backyard. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Here you go, dude. Here's all this baggage that your new producer has. Yeah. And like, man, I feel so bad, dude. But like him and his wife were like and his whole family actually were like so yeah. gracious and like loving and like he's a good guy yeah dude oh, marty's like oh man dude i have so much love for that man i don't think people yeah. realize how good of a man he is he gets so much crap online i'm just like dude if you only knew how amazing that human being is like yeah no he's just, he's, he's great dude and he's like solid. He's a good the one. fact that um the fact that he, it would have been so easy for him to be like oh no we'll just get somebody else like the fact that he did it, dude, and just like stuck with me through it. And then like, even now, like, like we've been, you know, doing big things here at Club Lab and he's just like, couldn't be more prouder. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. like really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that kind of just seemed to line up for you when you needed it. Like you, you, yeah. like Pleb Lab started. So you basically made 10 new friends. Straight away at a time in your life when you absolutely needed like friends New around friends, you. right? Because she took you, all my friends. You made, yeah. But you made <laughs> They're ten. barely reaching back at, back out now yeah. because they're like, oh, snap. So the crazy thing that uh, she divorced him for actually worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, the guy, I told you I was going to do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it. Like you, you had that support network around you instantly when you were dropped in that, like, you know, abandoned, really abandoned in that, like, you know, crazy, crazy part of your life back in October, you instantly made 10 new friends. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Bitcoiners who were like, we got really you, dude. cool. We got you, dude. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was um, like so supportive at the time, dude. Shout out to everybody. Yeah. You know who you are. Like, thank you so much. It would have been, uh, it would have been way different had you been on your own and you know you just lost your wife and then you move into a new apartment or whatever and you just say to yourself like gosh do this i'm just gonna sit at home like eating chunk food and drinking beers and watching <laughs> tv all day like it's very easy for people to fall into that trap but you basically 
you know, went the other direction. Lifted, lifted your head up and said, nope, I got work to do. Time to roll up my sleeves. I got to get in. There's people in blah, blah, who are relying on me. And that was um, another thing too, just being accountable to a lot of people really makes you, really forces you into things and it makes you either, you either like yeah. rise up to the occasion or you don't. It's yeah. like, there is yeah. no like middle of the road. Like when you're accountable. That's to what I mean. And it's, and it's very easy to, like you said, you either rise up to it or you don't. And it's very easy to not because right. that's sometimes, like I said, sometimes that's the easier path is to just give up and say, well, I'm not getting out of bed today. I'm just going to like throw on Netflix and just order junk food and going to like, you know, feel sorry for myself. But it takes a lot of hard work to push that aside and realize that there's something better, you know, there's a better path to take that, you know, has a more rewarding journey. Um, and you took that and that's, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. What do you, um, what do you think about, um, staying in Austin the rest of your life? I mean, rest of my life is a, is a, is a big statement. Um, you know, never say, never say never, but I definitely like, you know, short to medium term, that's my goal. Um, like I said, I'm trying to get a visa that will allow me to stay here longer. Right now I'm just on like temporary, temporary visitor permit, like from on my Canadian passport. But, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a longer, a longer visa through ZapRite, through the fact that I'm starting, like have a startup here, which I think should be doable, but it just, you know, right. costs a lot of money and a lot of paperwork and, um, very expensive to do. Um, but I think it, I, that should give me, I think like two to five years, up to five years of a visa to allow me to stay and work on ZapRite. Oh, wow. Um, so that's my goal. That's my, How's it going that's with my short-term goal is to do that. So I'll definitely be in, in Texas for, you know, the next few years nice. for sure. Like this is, <laughs> Texas has been amazing since yeah. I've been down here. It's like, isn't it we, though? It's pretty nice, dude. It's awesome. The other day I we mean, took like, a walk, dude. Remember amazing. we literally, you're like, you're like, I need a walk. And I was like, I can go with you if you would need company. Yeah, company. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. yeah. And then I think we walked to the Capitol and then we came back around and we were just like, it was a good walk. Yeah, it literally it was, was all walk. we it needed. Was like, it was all we needed was to just walk around and, you know, let everything flow out of our heads and just look up and admire the architecture and the buildings around Austin and, you know, walking around with two good friends on a sunny day is like, you know, nothing bad about that. Yeah. Um, and it was a good walk, but yeah, it's, uh, like, I mean, I've talked about this on podcasts before, so I don't want to like go yeah, over go it again, it. but, what, what you, um, no, tell me, I want to hear it. Well, no, it's just the fact that, you know, Ever since I've come down here, I feel like I'm just blessed with everything that's happened. You are, you know, dude. just I think like we all are, man. I just wanted to get out of Canada for a while and like escape the craziness that was going on there, and you know, maybe do a digital nomad thing for a while and travel around. Maybe go down to El Salvador, Central South America, travel around. Maybe head back to Europe, back to Ireland, see family, and like I just wanted to do digital nomad. And I got down here. And almost instantly, you know, like I said, within two days I'd met Kyle and I got offered a desk in like Pleb Lab. And I was like, oh, wow, this is like pretty amazing. Surrounded by all these other phenomenal like Bitcoin developers yeah. and people like yourself and everybody else that had come into Pleb Lab. And I was like, oh my God, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm getting a gang here. This is like pretty <laughs> cool. I love it. Um, and and that awesome. was right about the time where I was starting to maybe think that ZapRite could actually like be something. And 
then of course, after that, like the opportunities of just going to BitDevs every month and Austin Bitcoin Club every month and the various events, the block party in December and everything that happened, it was like, oh my God, like this is like the attention that Zapright was getting and the, the people that I was able to shake hands with and meet and get introduced to like investors and everything. It was like, There's oh my so God, much opportunity, like, right? Yeah, it's like you're living up in the mountains in Canada for years and you're just like tapping away in your computer and your only connection to Bitcoin world is like through Twitter. And it's like, this is kind of like, you know, a whole, it's a whole new world to have it in real life. It's almost like, it's almost like I just don't care about Twitter anymore because <laughs> right? I'm, I'm in the Bitcoin community here in Austin. Like I don't need Twitter anymore. Um, yeah, I think that's, I feel, I honestly, like, I honestly feel bad for people on Twitter. Um, and usually what you'll see is like, there'll be a lot of hate spewing or whatever, or they will be negative. And I really feel, I feel empathetic to them. Cause I'm like, man, they don't like, I try to put myself in their perspective. Like they probably don't have the opportunity to, to come to a place where there's a lot of Bitcoiners. You have friends that are Bitcoiners and like, and mm-hmm. we're here, we are like sharing it on social media and like talking about it, like it's the best thing ever because it is. And like, yeah, it probably yeah. doesn't feel good because you just get like rubbed in the face in it. But to be honest with you, the reason I like to share the stuff that we do is because like I want to inspire somebody to go out and do it themselves. Like just the way I was inspired yeah. when I saw, you know, uh, the people in El Salvador do the 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 Bitcoin Beach and like with Jack Mollister's, you know, thing uh, on stage in Miami of 2021, like, like all that was inspirational to me. And like, I wanted to do that for my own city. Mm -hmm. And like, sure, there was other people that were doing it already, but like, I wanted to just go have fun. And luckily I met Kyle and he wanted to have fun too. Like, I didn't want to be serious. Like I wanted just to have fun and like have fun doing it. Cause that's just who I am. You know, I want to make cool Mm -hmm. projects. Like, have some fun and like stack some Bitcoin. Like, I don't think that's too much to ask no. for a, for a life, you know? And that's where me and Kyle, like really like see eye to eye on is like, we always make sure that we're having, if we're not having fun doing it, then it's probably not worth doing. And in, in, in our opinion, yeah. like we hold that really high in our, in our, um, it's a, it's a hugely, it's a hugely important thing. Um, and anybody that like has known me for years, like my family, even my friends back in Ireland, my friends back in Canada, Anybody that's known me knows that like I've just spent the last few years like stuck behind my laptop working. I'm just a workaholic. It's all I do is just work, work, work. And everybody's like, oh, you got to get out more. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll go out for a mountain bike ride. Who's doing something today? Okay, like let's go. But like invariably I'm just work, work, work. And so this like being here surrounded by a whole bunch of new friends and Bitcoiners and working at a pleb lab and hanging out here and going to all the different events and everything has been just such an amazing experience because it's helped me work on that side of my life that I've needed to work on and not be constantly behind the laptop. Right. Um, yeah, I'm still it, not, I'm still yeah. not perfect. I still need to do more, but um, it's, it's, it feels it, good. It's, it's much easier when you're in real life, like in within a community connected to people seeing them every day. Like I can just walk in here like whenever I want and know that there's going to be a few of you guys here and we can sit down and have a chat. And, yeah. How was your weekend? Okay. Awesome. Oh yeah. You want to get some lunch? All right. Let's go for a walk and get some lunch. Yeah. And, you know, what are you doing tonight? Oh, we'll go to the cinema or, Oh, we got bit devs on Thursday. Yeah. Let's all get a dinner before bit devs on Thursday. And you know, there's just all these events that we can just constantly do. Each other. Um, 
It's so, it's, it's so, great. it's yeah. so, it's so perfect, dude. Like it, like I, I used Human to, interactions vitally important. Yeah, dude, especially yeah. when you're building like, you know, what we're doing here in Austin, like it's, it's like really important because like yeah. if we don't, if we're Mental not like health. taking care of ourselves and like having fun doing it and it's just all this kind of doom and gloom and kind of like, you know, these, this like fear and, and like all this kind of propaganda that's being disseminated in the, in the Bitcoin space. I just feel like if you're just constantly berated with that, it's not good for your mental space, bro. Like it's just yeah, facts, yeah, go yeah. hard facts, right? Like for me, yeah. like for me, what gets me going, what gets me to want to change the world is like my faith and like my brothers around me and like making cool art. Like that's what gets me up every morning. It's like yeah, everything yeah. else can like, you know, I'm sure it'll happen when it happens. And yeah. the good thing about what we're doing here is like we have brothers around us that, that care and love for each other. And like, Mm-hmm. I think when you have a community like that, it's really hard to for somebody to come over you and like you know throw you in a cage or something. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I don't know. It's, we're not, and plus, we're not it, bad guys. We're like, no, Bitcoiner, Bitcoiner men are some of the nicest men I've ever met in my entire life. Well, that's know? the thing. Like it, it Bitcoin attracts good people, or it makes good people. Yeah, facts. Yeah, like the I don't, you know, I don't think there's I don't think there's any horrible people in Bitcoin. I certainly haven't met any. I haven't met any either. Yeah. Maybe they're out there. I don't know, but I haven't met any at all. Everybody I've met has been so like joyful and welcoming and always has a smile on their face and wants to talk about like what you're doing or what they're doing or what the community's doing or what's happening next. Or It's always just a, a really upbeat community full of just genuinely nice people. It is, dude. That's, yeah. that's what's great about it. Especially uh, the community that we surround ourselves with, right? Yeah, because yeah. We, we surround ourselves with Bitcoiners who, like real Bitcoiners who understand that Bitcoin is is our last chance to fix the world. Really is. Um, we don't surround ourselves with like crypto bros or blockchain <laughs> bros, right? I mean, they try to who come are, around and they, we just they, shoo they, them away. They do. They do. <laughs> them. Get them out of here. Like, Get them out of here. <laughs> Dude, there's um, so many times where like crypto crypto guys will like come around and like ask me questions and that's cool, dude. I'll, I'll answer them. But I always try to like give them a little bit of like sage orange pilling, you know, in the process. Yeah, yeah. And then either they pick it up, but at least it's like one touch they've had. And then maybe the next big corner that he asks, We'll give him that other touch. And then hopefully by the 20th touch, he finally yeah, gets yeah, it. Yeah. That's all you yeah. can hope for, man. You just send him on their way. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. What do you got lined up for, um, I don't know, for the rest of the weekend? What are you going to do this weekend? I don't know. What day is it? Uh, we're on Thursday. No, we're on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. All right. So yeah, because BitDevs is tomorrow. BitDevs tomorrow. Um, oh, we got a dinner in Three Forks. Oh, are you going to go to that? Yeah, I think so. It looks I'm like try it looks to like there. there's gonna be some uh, local media there. Really? Um, like Caveview? Like these guys have woken up? I I don't like know. KXN? Like the, I, the I, local? I don't know who what? it's gonna. Maybe Fox? Maybe what? Fox? I don't know. What? Like I have no idea. But um, so BK is I think like Three Forks is announcing like they're doing a formal kind of announcement that they accept Bitcoin. Oh, boss. so they're doing a bit of an event around it, and the local news is going to turn up and do a bit of filming and hopefully do some interviews and stuff. So uh, Michael from Oshi is, is trying to rouse up a, a group of us to, to go down there and support BK and show our faces and maybe eat some steak and yeah, um, that'd be amazing. before BitDevs. So we'll do that. That should be cool. Um, then BitDevs and then I guess the usual shiners after. Um, and then Saturday's and then, Rockland. Rockland? Rockland? 
Oh, Rockdale. Oh, Rockdale, yeah, that's Rockdale. on Saturday, yeah. Are you going right, to go to I, that? I would love to go to that, and I need to organize and see who's driving down and who can give me a ride. I haven't uh, met anybody that's over. going yet. Yeah. I know there's, a, I heard there's a bus. That's all I've heard. Oh, is so, there? Somebody said there's a bus, but I don't know, like, who it is. I just know I heard somebody say it in the wind I'm the other sure day. I'm sure we'll find out a bit Yeah, I'm sure tomorrow. we'll find out tomorrow. Um, um, or I'm sure we'll meet somebody that's going and you just catch a ride. I think yeah, Saturday, I'm literally just going to, like, I want to start sewing. I know this sounds kind of strange. <laughs> well, no, I remember we, we talked about this before. You were talking about like, uh, well, you know, I don't, not even that far. Yeah. Making, not, making not, clothes, but not that like, far yet. Like not nearly that far. I literally yeah. just want to like learn the craft. Like I yeah. want to start sewing now. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds really like rainbow bear, but like, I, I, I don't care, dude. Like I really, I really want to start sewing and I want to start like getting good at sewing. So I think I Saturday I'm going to go to like, you know, Hobby Lobby or one of these other places and like literally, um, it's like a, it's like a craft store. Oh, okay. And I yeah, think yeah, I'm yeah. going to, what I'm going to do what is. What do they call it? Like, what do they call it? Hobby Lobby. Uh, haberdashery? I think. Is that what that, is, that means? Maybe. I think the way you get like threads and. Yeah, you can get like, all sorts of arts and crafts. I used to go there all the time. And, yeah. Michael's is another one. Joanne's is another one. But I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Hobby Lobby, maybe Joanne's, whichever one. And I'm literally going to um, get some fabric. Let's figure this out. Like yeah. figure out how to sew correctly. Figure out like maybe if I need a unit, buy one. But I'm going to try to figure it out and like really um, work on that as like a hobby. Because I really, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think, I think there's something to the hum. I don't know if you ever, my mom used to sew growing up. So she used to sew all our stuff. Um, yeah, remember, my mom too, actually. We had one of the machines. Yeah. yeah. And I remember like that, that thing running in the background when I was like coloring or drawing or something. I remember thinking it was so soothing. Yeah. So I, I want to see if that, if that's accurate or if I can, I don't know, I'm, I'm a weird guy. Like, I'm, I don't know if it's just like, I want to see if that nostalgia is there or if, cause I've been having this thing since probably about February, this like itch to do something like this. And yeah. usually I'll sit on it for a month. Don't think about it. And then if it comes back again, I'll be like, okay, how serious do you want to do it? And then I'll go over there, look at what I need. And then like sit on it for another month. And then, and then by the time it like yeah. came to May, I'm like, literally like, okay, this still idea still in my head. In my Something's head. telling yeah. me to do it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Cause usually whenever I get those ideas, they're usually great ideas. Yeah. Awesome. What do yeah. you, um, you picking up sewing too? Or what do you think? <laughs> I don't think I'll pick up sewing, but, um, have you got I, any hobbies? I've never asked you that before. Well, all my hobbies are like, Athletic based. Oh yeah, that's right. I used to jump out of planes and stuff, right or no? I like the last twelve years has just been a lot of adventure, adrenaline sports. You used to go down like mountain, like mountain downhill mountain biking, skiing, hey, you rock climbing. Like, you don't look like the guy that does that, but like now that you tell me, I that, mean, I'm, I wasn't too intense into it. Like some of the people where I lived, like Open Whistler, it was like the whole community of people. It was way bigger rock climbers and mountain wow. bikers and skiers than me, but like I kind of slotted in. Really? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all, that's, that's what I moved there for. It's what I wanted to do. Um, and it was awesome. I played, I pretty much did everything. I played soccer, golf, um, tennis, like you name it, I was doing it, but invariably I just kept like breaking bones and injuring myself. Really? And oh man. Yeah. I'm pretty much, uh, pretty much kind of 
half destroyed right now. <laughs> nah, I got not. a torn ACL that hasn't been repaired. Really? And oh, yeah, That's my whole back is like just scratched up and permanently well, you scarred look, you look from great, flipping John. off my mountain bike. You look great. Uh, for bringing you, it all broken you. up, you look great. <laughs> thank you, Kai. What do you have on the roadmap? I don't look bad for a 26-year-old guy, right? No, you don't. For being 24, <laughs> you don't look bad. What do you got going on for Zap, right? Um, just um, like in the coming months? So yeah, I got some really cool ideas for ZapRite um, coming up. Um, you know, the there's a, there's a couple of bugs and stuff that need to be like ironed out and fixed now, just to kind of like really like, like what? Iron I don't out. notice anything. Like minor UI stuff, oh, and, okay. and you know, the PDF, like the PDF download. It's working from, for me. It's working it's, for me. Yeah, it's buggy for some people for some weird reason. When some people download the PDFs, half the text is really? missing. That might be I, a, that might be weird. a Chrome issue, bro. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I have to look into it because a couple of people have, have you know hit me up about it now. So, um, but there's little things like that. Um, but also the bigger picture, um, I'm trying to hire somebody uh, right now who oh, wow. is, um, you know, I think I think having a developer on board is going to make a huge difference. Um, it's going to help, you know, get through a lot of things a lot faster. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff on the, on the list. Um, you know, just getting in donation pages, crowdfunding, POS right. system, um, you know, lightning addresses, like more plugins and connectors, Ibex, Voltage, Galloy. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff to come in on, on that side of things. And then there's like the accounting side of things as well, which I think is the bigger, the bigger play. That's the really interesting part that I'm, you know, really, really? Looking forward to like really interesting and, yeah. you know, getting my, getting I would my love to see like a, a Zaprite uh, branded. I'm sure it's going to look fantastic, but it would be cool to see. Cause that's one thing I think I, I don't know if other invoicey software does it on the web, but I, I like how you do the thing where it just like shifts down and it shifts down. It's so, um, so mechanical, but in a, in a very like intuitive way where it's like, Boom, boom, boom. You enter it in, boom, to the next one. And then boom, to the next one. Then, oh, when you're creating the invoice. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, that's yeah. called in, in like, in, in web design, but it, that to me just feels so good. Cause like I accomplished a task. Oh wait, I accomplished another task. Oh wait, I'm almost done. It just feels uh, good. It's kind of yeah, the same yeah. way when I go to Stacker News and I click the up thing and it yeah. lightning bolt shite. It's like that. It's like a little. Little dopamine hit. There, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like little, those little things, if you can build them in and they just do wonders to the experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, um, I think Bitcoin needs a lot more in terms of like UI, UX. Um, a lot more front end stuff. I mean, yeah. there's amazing stuff out there. There's really cool stuff out there every but day. But they all work every for the day. big companies, I would say. Not even like I just no. saw like I, I just like saw one do. the other day where a guy released these like payment widgets that you can embed on your site that allow you to just oh, take wow. donations and payments. Where? Then so this is what you're looking for. Yeah, this is what you've Pretty been asking much. me to build in cool ZapRite for like ages. A, yeah. These are really cool, really slick like widgets that they just like two lines of code, take it, slap it on your website, and there's this really slick UI experience where people can just like click and donate or buy things or whatever. Um, so that's really cool. I, I just followed the guy when I saw it. I don't know like who he is or who he works for. I think he just open sourced it, I think maybe. Oh, so cool. maybe he's just a pleb that like worked on it and, and thought, yeah, I'll open source this. this like, what so, we need. so that's pretty awesome. But yeah, um, really great to see 
like stuff like that where there's just a lot of thought gone into like UI UX and design and things like that because Bitcoin needs a lot of that. Um, it also needs a lot of work on the code. For obviously, sure. For sure. And there's plenty of amazingly smart people doing that. But I think we're at the stage, again, this is stuff that I, I talk about regularly with, with people whenever they'll listen and on, on <laughs> podcasts and stuff. But I really think we need to start using Bitcoin. I'm like, I'm adamant about that. I know a what lot do you of, mean? Like in I know a lot use? of people, yeah. I know a lot of people disagree with me. Um, and they, you know, they're still on the huddle meme, which I think, you know, it's great. If you want to save and you've got a fiat job where you get regular income in, great. Like, that's fine. Use your shitty fiat to buy things and, and keep your Bitcoin. Like, okay, I understand that. But I think we need to build better tools that incentivize people to actually use it. Um, and that's what a lot of people are doing. Like, that's what Michael Adoshi is doing, like with rewards. That's what, you know, the Bitcoin company is doing. Um, that's what a lot of people are doing is trying to build these really amazing user experiences where it encourages people to use Bitcoin. Um, and that's, that, that's, a, that's a thing that I think I'm going to like, you know, be, be pushing as often as I can because I think creating, creating the circular, I mean, circular economy, everybody talks about that phrase, but I just really think we need to get Bitcoin out there into the economy, getting it passed back and forth between everybody, just create as much like noise as we can out there. And when I say noise, I mean like just flood the system. You start bouncing UTXOs back and forth, like, and just, you know, just get it so ingrained in society that it forces they, people to go and fix it. Well, they just don't have a choice. It's yeah. in there now. It's working, right? Because the longer we don't use it, the longer we just huddle it on our like hardware wallets at home and feel great, then the longer the chance that it just becomes this kind of maybe digital gold type thing that like is worth some money. And yeah, sure. Like that's great. Got a lot of wealthy OGs and stuff with people who got in early, but you know, if we want to, if we want to like fulfill that dream of fix the money, fix the world, then we got to use the money, right? You can't fix the money if you're just hoarding it like in your hardware wallet. Right. You know, you gotta, you gotta get it out there circulating, get people using it. Start talking to merchants, get them signed up, get, show them the benefit of it. Um, and I think it'll happen over time. Like right. I'm not pessimistic. I think we're, we're turning that corner. We're starting to see it a lot more. Um, I think it's going to happen this summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen tomorrow. No, um, well, it's funny because you bring all this stuff up and I actually, I was on the east side this morning um, talking to some pedicab drivers. Like that's where a car was this morning when no one could find them. I was over there yeah. talking to pedicab drivers. Yeah. And uh, this is some guy who reached out to me personally. Okay. He's like, hey, I, I, want to, I, want, I want to meet you, but I also want to interview for my podcast. We want to start getting pedicabs here in town in Austin on the Bitcoin standard. And I was like, huh, is somebody trolling awesome. me? Like, is this, you know, is he just, yeah, you yeah. know, I just didn't know. So I was like, well, let me go see. I'm, I'm a man of my word about helping people. So let me go see like if, what kind of help that he needs. So yeah, we had this talk. It's probably going to get released at some point. Mm -hmm. But uh, after, after the conversation, we were talking and he was literally telling me, he's like, yeah, I listen to Pomp. Like I listen to crypto YouTube and yeah, I know all about Bitcoin. Yeah, I hold some Ethereum and, and some <laughs> like other shit coins. And you know, he didn't say shit coins. We said all these other tokens yeah, that I don't want to yeah. name, but like he said all these things. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, man, he's, he's going through that same thing that everybody goes through where he doesn't know. 
but he does know that Bitcoin is valuable. Like he understands that. I think for him, he understood that Bitcoin was really, really valuable, Mm -hmm. but he was still holding crap coins, but he didn't know. He thought he's like, but they're going to go up too. Like, but he didn't know about. That's yeah. It's, it's to try and get somebody over that last hump, right? Yeah. It's literally that last hump. If they're into like quote unquote crypto and they hold a variety of coins, but they understand like Bitcoin is the best coin, then they still don't understand Bitcoin. Yeah. So you need to get them over that last hump where they truly understand what Bitcoin is. And then they just dump all their coins immediately. Yeah. So I I try to do my little soft orange pill because I I really don't go heavy, hard in the paint anymore with this kind of stuff. I just, I I shy away from it because there's been so many instances where I try and then it, it turns into like a Twitter argument in real life. Oh, like, oh you're just a Maximilian's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and so now what I just do is like, you know, a little soft touch here. I hope the next big quarter that he passes, we'll give him another soft touch. And then eventually it'll just, you know, go the way it's supposed to. Yeah. But I do know one thing for sure, like talking to the owner there and he's like, it's like, yes, if we can just get, you know, um, some of our pedicabs taking Bitcoin, we can get the signal out there that pedicabs do take Bitcoin. He goes, because you see these effing scooters out here, yeah. they're fiat. He's like, this is using this word. He's like, they're fiat scooters. And I was like, yeah. Man, the more I'm listening they're to like you really, talk about this, the more I think this is a phenomenal opportunity. It is. I think, it, I think like, I think Pleb well, Labs should really push that. Well, that's like, a do thing. Do an event. Like, well, that's the thing that I'm starting do to know. Do an event where you get everybody streaming through town, a big like parade yeah. of like, we'll get there. And, yeah, we'll get there. And yeah. like that, this is where like, I'm starting to realize now that, you know, um, there's a huge responsibility for like me, Kyle and the rest of Pub Lab. And like, even the people at the Austin Bitcoin club, like it's our, even bit devs, it's like our responsibility yeah. to go out there and like help our community. Yeah. And sure. Everybody's going to say no. And they're going to be like, no, I'm too busy car. I'd rather do this instead. Or I'm busy car. I'm going to, you know, Rockdale this weekend. Cause they're, they're more important over there. Like, like it's, it's whatever you think you make the decision, you yeah. know, but I know me personally, like I have to spend time, you know, with these people of our community here in Austin to make sure mm-hmm. like they're on board. I want, if, yeah. if, if Austin turns into this like big Mecca, like it's supposed to be right. And like, and I'm sitting in 10 years with, a, you know, some Bitcoin, I do not want to feel bad for holding that Bitcoin knowing I could have done something yeah. For the rest of my community, I don't want to be that guy that's just you know high in his uh, Citadel Tower, like looking at everybody else because like they don't have Bitcoin. Like I hope that doesn't turn that way, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that everybody is like on the same playing field and that no one's get left behind. Like you know, this is like literally Noah's Ark. I just feel like it's that important of a mission, and I I think somebody has to be paying attention to that. And I think me and yeah. Kyle. And Keon like really do pay attention to that stuff, and it's okay if no one else does, but like somebody has to to do it. And I'm kind of halfway there. I don't, I don't think everybody should be saved because I think there are just people out there who, you know, they just don't, they either don't want to be saved. They're too ingrained in the current system and they'll fight against you and they'll do everything. And I mean, maybe the Christian thing to do is like, well, you save those people too. But I think my effort, at least now is spent on trying to save people who want to be saved. Yeah. I, um, I just, for me and like, like for me, I've, I've a really, sorry to cut you off. Well, no, I, I have a like really good friend back in Ireland who like he's stubborn as a mule when it comes to this stuff. Like I've been trying to orange pill him for years and years and he's a smart guy. He gets like mm-hmm. economics. He understands everything to a degree, right? but he just doesn't understand that final bit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand the final, like he thinks that, you know, he thinks that 
everything is the way it is just because the world has somehow like just, you know, gone a little bit bad and we've kind of failed like to keep everything under control and it's been an accident and the government's trying to do their best to like fix it and reel in. Like he doesn't understand that it's them that's causing it. And like, that's the problem. And so when you try and approach like Bitcoin from that angle to say that it's, you know, money that can't be like corrupted and inflated and printed out at will and that it fixes a lot of these problems. Like he doesn't understand it at all. He just thinks that, you know, he thinks it's a, he, he just, he doesn't even think it's part of the equation. He just refuses to be able to understand because he doesn't understand the initial problem. Like he's smart enough to right. understand that something's wrong, but he thinks it's just wrong because there's too many people on the earth and we are all pulling at resources and everything's going in every direction and nobody can keep control of it. And it's somehow spiraled out of control. He doesn't realize that, you know, the, the pin was pulled out in 1971 and everything exploded after that. Like, and he doesn't, he doesn't understand why things are happening. And so trying to have the conversation with him is just like banging my head off a brick wall. And I, I, I'm a glutton for punishment because every time I talk to him, we end up having this argument and I can never, ever, <laughs> ever get through to him. And yeah. he just thinks I'm some crazy conspiracy theorist who believes that everything that's in the mainstream media is like false. And I tried to say to him, well, everything is false in the mainstream media, but that doesn't mean I'm a conspiracy theorist. It just means that everything they're telling you is false. Um, but he, yeah, he thinks... He thinks think, I'm just reading too many like conspiracy so, yeah. theory, like blog posts and watching yeah. crazy like YouTube conspiracy theory videos. He doesn't understand that I've done, you know, a crap ton of research and work into this over the last like 10 years and just doesn't like give me the credit for that. So yeah, they're definitely frustrating conversations and they're <laughs> like, I mean, he's a really good friend, so I'll definitely try and save him. But like people, like some people they just, they will never get it. Their brain just can't take them to that next level where they understand. Um, maybe that's insulting. Maybe most people can if they just put the time and effort into it and they're just not willing to put the time. So maybe that's more of it rather than, you know, me calling them all dumb. But again, you have to realize that, you know, just a lot of people on this earth just are not that, that's not that smart. I think, I think for me is. Like I see it really, I've been on this kick lately where I just like been doing this kiss method. It's called keep yeah, it simple, yeah. stupid. So like I, I've kind of gone away from like overthinking things, overanalyzing things, like thinking everything is like a plot or like thinking like somebody's, you know, playing 4D chess or whatever, 3D chess with you, whatever yeah. you want to call it these days. Or yeah. like, you know, thinking that there's alpha out there and like you shouldn't share it. Like I'm just on this new kick lately where I just like keep it simple, stupid. And the more I just keep it simple, like the more I realize like life's really easy when you don't overthink things. Like you just go, your heart is in the right place and your soul is telling you the right way to go. And you just keep it simple. And like, all, like people, yeah. will, people will subtly pick up on that and then they'll either want to help you or they don't. And either way, you just keep it simple. You just keep trekking towards it. And it doesn't need to be any more difficult than, than that, right? So like... Mm. You know, I, I can make a statement of like, yeah, I want to help my community. But at the end of the day, like if people want to help me, cool. But if like people don't want to help me, that's okay too. Like, yeah. it's not a big deal, but I know for me, I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm going to go try to help as many people as I can. Yeah. And yes, there's going to be some people that say, 
I, don't, I think you're crazy or whatever. And I'm like, well, I, I don't think so. But, you know, thank you for your time. Go to the yeah. next one. But if I keep it that simple or I just keep it very like one, two, three, ABC, like just keep it really simple. I think you can accomplish yeah. a lot when you try not to let outside influences, outside um, expectations or yeah. even your own expectations. Like you just try to try to just look at it from that kind of like grassroots approach. I think that's how you get things done. Um, yeah. in, in a community is just like that with that method. And that's that. what I think it's yeah. been, that's why I think it's been successful for us. Yeah. I love that. And I, I see that, um, in, in your, your work ethic and everything that you guys do. Um, and, and we chatted about this briefly the other night as well. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to the way I'm thinking about things right now as well. Like I mentioned before, yeah, we were like talking some about some people just can't, yeah. like don't want to be saved. So I kind of just don't put any energy into them anymore. So I'm almost kind of at the stage where I'm just, I'm just not trying to orange pill anybody anymore. I used to a lot and I still do a little bit, but now I'm just like focused on, okay, look, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm just going like, I know the path I'm on. I'm going for it. I'm building my business. I'm going to surround myself by good people. I've tried for so long. So like orange pill, certain friends and certain family members, they haven't got it. I, I, I don't have any more energy left to like bang that drum again. So I'm just going to like, you know, follow the path I'm on. So it's kind of like, keep it simple. It's just like, yeah, I think it focus works. on what you believe in, work on it and you'll Absolutely. get to where you want to go. Um, and then also too, what I've noticed don't worry too, with all these crazy distractions yeah, on Twitter about like head like down and just get people to work. talking about yeah. Luna and Terra and Does Cardano and <laughs> everybody's talking about that now. And it's all these like big personalities on Twitter who are like, you know, spending so much time back and forth with like Cardano heads on Twitter. And I'm just like, it's guys, all, what are you guys doing? It's almost like, like a, it's almost like a, it's like a point and like laugh kind of thing. And it feels almost like a, uh, Kind of like the Salem trials, right? Where you're like, you're pointing and laughing for like, for other people's misery. And to me, I just don't think that's worth my yeah. time or even like effort to like even talk about it. Cause it's just, to me, I, I want to go and help people that, and this is where I was just to get back to the conversation is like, mm. there'll be uh there'll be people that will reach out directly. Right. And those are the people that I feel like you should help first. Cause they're reaching out for help. Yeah. Help those yeah. people. Like 100%. the people that you see on the street, sure. Try your best. Right. But like the people that are directly asking you for help in the DMS or in the emails, help them out. Right. Especially if they're not trying to push a coin or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of those too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, but that's I, true. I actually had a couple of months ago, I actually had a guy DM me and I can't remember how the conversation started, but he ended up telling me he was trying to build this system. Uh, on Ethereum or on Solano, one of them, I can't remember. And he was, I can't remember what his question was in the end, but anyway, I just kind of like started off and I, you know, I just started saying like, nah, like that's stupid. Like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing it on that. And which is, which is my normal answer to like most people who like, mm -hmm. you know, spout that like BS, but there was something about this guy where, he came back and he was asking me like intelligent questions. He was like, well, like, you know why I can do this and I want to do this. And like Solano allows me to do it or Ethereum or like whatever it was that he was trying to do. And so I just had this like change of mind at that moment. And I actually just ended up engaging with him in a, in a Twitter DM thread about like why Bitcoin is better and why he should only think about building on Bitcoin. Oh, wow. And what did he say? 
he started to see my point of view, but he didn't seem to be like fully convinced. He sounded like he was disappointed because like obviously doing it on Ethereum or Solana was the easier approach, right? Because they got all these nice libraries and code and everything is like super easy. Whereas if you're trying to do it on Bitcoin, you'd probably have to build it from scratch because it hasn't been done yet. Um, but he definitely was willing to hear my side of it. And which is why I gave him a little bit more time and effort to hear his side of it. Um, and I think I actually tweeted about it afterwards. I think I tweeted something like, I just engaged with a guy on, on <laughs> a shitcoiner on Twitter. And, now, he's, now he's a Bitcoiner. And no. like, I normally wouldn't give these people the time of day, but like, hopefully I made some kind of like impact in what I was saying. But yeah, it, was, progress, like, it was just one though, of those experiences right? where the guy seemed to be open to having a conversation. Um, and so I did, but yeah, like, I mean, most of the stuff you see on, on Twitter is just garbage, right? Yeah. You see people like Bitcoiners, like say, you know, Solano's trash. And then you'll get like a thousand people comments underneath being like, yeah. well, what about this? And what about this? And it's just like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like these days. Yeah. I feel like we were talking about the other day about, um, just, um, like, like for me, I just use the Bible as like a rule book these days where like, as yeah. long as I, um, am following the Bible and praying every day and going to church and confession every week, like, and I use the Bible as a rule book to like stay in bounds of like my life and stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's another like little thing that helps me out a lot too during the week. Yeah. Um, and like we were talking about that and I feel like yeah. that was another thing that I've been doing too, is just like really going back to that, to that approach of like, this is what it takes to make really good art. Like it, it takes yeah. this kind of dedication, this kind of discipline. Um, and I think when you are creating beautiful things, I think having that purity as best as you can, cause it's really hard. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I cursed on this podcast, but um, it's. Um, I don't think you've cursed yet. I think I do. You said shit coins. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it, it's, I feel like there's a, um, yeah, there's a balance to that. Yeah. But I, I think trying to, trying to at least try to live in it and knowing that you're going to, you know, ask for forgiveness and like, you're going to know that you're not perfect because God knows you're not perfect, but that you're willing to confess about it and really willing to atone for I'm it. I'm inspired by your faith, man. Um, it's helped out a like lot. It makes things and easier. Everything, like, and, and yeah, like that, that conversation we had, like the other night where we, we talked about this as well, mm -hmm. like keeping it like on a simple path. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, I feel like the stuff is slowly seeping in. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to, to get myself on that path. Um, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but it's, you know, I mean, we touched on it like really briefly at the start of the podcast, but like mm -hmm. growing up in a, in a Catholic family, mm -hmm. went to church every Sunday till I was like a teenager, late teenager. Really? Um, wow. And then, and then of course, when you're a teenager, you don't want to go to church with your family and your parents. Yeah. So like they say, okay, yeah. you can go by yourself. And you, you know, go. you'd end up hanging out the back of the church in the field, like kicking football and smoking cigarettes. And mm -hmm. you'd stick your head in the door at the end just to see who the priest was. So you could go home and tell your mom <laughs> who the priest was. So like, you know, that was like typical teenage stuff. And then like around that time, late teenager, like early, early twenties, it's just like, you just start to realize like all this like Catholic scandal, like stuff was just happening 
with the kitty fiddlers and just like it was just it like it disgusted me to my core right um and and i ended up just turning my back completely on on catholicism church everything i just went like screw it all these people are pure evil i want nothing to do with religion religion is the cause of all wars in the world like i hate it like get it out of my life um and i and looking back now i think that might have been an overreaction because what i'm trying to do now is i'm trying to i'm trying to get god back in my life because i think it's a valuable thing to have but i'm trying to make that separation between god and the church because mm-hmm. i think the church fundamentally is a problem you might disagree with that i know you go to church and maybe one day i'll end up going back to church and i'm sure mm-hmm. there are good priests and and good churches and dioceses but for the most part, like the Catholic church as an organization, when you're talking about like the Vatican and all the money it has and the property and the fact that it just moves pedophiles around from parish to parish so that they can keep on repeating what they're doing, like under the, under the, you know, under the supervision of the the bishop or whatever, um, is just horrible. Like it's a pedophile ring. Um, and obviously they're not all like that, but I'm, I'm trying to separate that part, like the church from God, because being a Bitcoiner, obviously there's, there's that huge connection, right? Jimmy Song talks about it a lot, written the book about it. There's a lot of like Christian Bitcoiners. There's a very strong connection. Um, I heard Nate, uh, you know, Nate, uh, bull Bitcoin, Nate, like absolutely amazing guy. Advisors upright, like just been a friend for years, like, but just really, really amazing guy. And we were, we were at a, a friend's house on, on Christmas day, actually. And I just heard him like talk about God and the Bible and the connection to Bitcoin so eloquently mm-hmm. that it just, it's ingrained in me now forever. And I think I want, like, I want to try and get that back in my life. Um, but I think there's a very powerful connection between, you know, the Bible is this like single source of truth. Like you were talking about earlier, if you, if you live, like keep it simple, stupid, if you live your life based on these simple principles, you know, going to church, going to confession, praying, just like following like this simple path. The, the Bible is this like single source of truth that like helps to keep you grounded and gives you high signal in this like crazy chaotic world that we live in. And that's just what the blockchain is. It's what the time chain is. It's like block by block, every 10 minutes, this single source of truth is just like created and ingrained and like finalized every 10 minutes. And we can, we can just get so much signal from it in this crazy world of manipulated money and upside down prices and crazy interest rates and like central bankers pulling levers left, right and center. The time chain gives us this single source of truth to value like energy, our money, time, everything, like every 10 minutes, block after block. And I think like when you start to look at Bitcoin in that way and the time chain in that way and look at it like the Bible, this like, you know, 2000 year old single source of truth that just helps keep us grounded in this chaotic world. I think you can't ignore the, the comparisons there, right? Like as a Bitcoiner, you've got to at least explore that. And that's, that's what I'm kind of 
hoping to to maybe do with the next like chapter of my life is is to try and bring God back in and and see if you know just see if it works for me again um I've lived a very privileged life I haven't needed God um mm-hmm. and and I feel like maybe that's not the way I should be looking at it maybe I should be looking at it like I should always have God there in case I need him in the future and not be looking at it like, oh, I don't need God. I've got a privilege. Nothing bad has happened to me. Like, I'm good. I don't need to pray every day. I'm good. But I think that's a very arrogant way to look at things. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to, trying to come full circle back around to, to connect with God again, but obviously like dropping the, the Catholic church side of it, at least, uh, at least that bad side of it that is just you know i don't want anything to do with that yeah man you said a lot there yeah i think I yeah think, I, I mean i hope i did it justice because like nate yeah. nate's explanation was like looks really phenomenal i probably left out a, a lot of key parts but that that yeah. for me is enough to kind of you know you know real kind of seal the deal to to get god back back yeah. in my life i think i think it's important because um, I think these days uh, there literally is a good versus evil in our world. I, I really mm-hmm. see it as, and, and mm-hmm. I think if you if you don't see it, then you're probably on the evil side. I, I hate to say it, like I, um, that's something that I say as well to people, and I don't say it to be pessimistic. But mm-hmm. if you don't understand that the people in the powerful positions running the world now are fundamentally the most evil people on this earth. If you don't understand that, then you'll never see the problem. Yeah. Like all of the people in the high positions of power that are, that are running things right now are evil to their core. And if you don't understand that, you're going to have problems. If you think that these are nice people who are dedicating their lives to try and help the world and they care about climate change and they care about like, you know, taxing the rich to help the poor. And like, if you fundamentally, one, you're like naive as crazy like that's just absolutely bonkers but you have to understand that there are evil people in the world so yeah to your point there there is evil in the world it manifests it in in places where power centralizes and you have to recognize that and yeah sorry i probably cut you off there no 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 you're fine i you know i was just gonna say like yeah i I think you hit it right on the nail like there there is that and and the vast majority of people um you know, don't see it like, cause they just covered in darkness, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the majority of our city is covered in darkness and um, the majority of the world is covered in darkness right now. So, you know, every time, like every time when you send out a, a like a good vibration or, or a good message, it, it, sh- it shoots a light through that, those dark clouds. And I think just if we can get more people shooting that light through those dark clouds, I think eventually those dark clouds will break up and there'll just be more light and, and I think it's really that simple. I don't think it needs nice. to be any more difficult than that. It just needs to be like, go out and do your part. Um, and like, yeah. just kind of go from there. And like, at the end of the day, like for myself, I can only control like what I can do. I, I can't control like what other people can do, but I can talk to God about it and, and ask him questions. If I have a, you know, if I have a question and there's been times, multiple times, you know, through this journey of mine, like, where I've like literally like woke up in the morning, you know, said a prayer and then just ended up in tears, just like asking God, like, why this, why that? 
Um, mm-hmm. And then like, lo and behold, within like 24 hours, I'll get a sign and it'll just literally be like something that I was either needing or something that, you know, somebody I needed to talk to or whatever it was that I was like asking yeah. God about. It literally just shows up right in front of my doorstep. And it's just like seeing that happen over and over and over and over and over again to me is like yeah such a powerful thing because like just this past week you know i was i was talking to god and i was telling him there was a situation that i was having problems with and um literally like within 24 hours you know those issues were resolved and it wasn't anything that i directly influenced or wasn't anything like that but yeah, me and Super talking about about it all the time, but prayer is very powerful. And like, there's not enough people praying right now, and you can tell in the world. And I think, um, I think when you when you latch onto that and you do that in a, in a in like a disciplinary focus, and you put all your heart and soul into it when you're doing it, um, I, th- I think that's like the it's like the most beautiful thing you can do, you know, in, in your daily routine. And like for me, it, yeah. it works. It just works. Right. Yeah. So I love that. I think just making God your bestie is probably the best thing you can probably do. Yeah. But um, great chat, John. All right. What time is it? Mm-hmm.